0: Audio.
1: Hey there, and welcome back to another captivating episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Nunnery, and today we have a truly remarkable guest who will shed light on a topic that's at the core of many of our concerns as parents, and that's teaching discernment to our teenagers in a world filled with deception. But before we dive into this vital conversation, I want to take a moment to express our gratitude for your continued support and engagement with our podcast. Your participation fuels our mission to provide valuable insights and encouragement to homeschooling families like yours, and to keep you laser focused on the mission that God has given you right within your home. If you haven't done so yet, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. That makes it easy to make sure you don't miss a single episode. We'd also really appreciate your leaving us an Apple podcast review that helps us reach more families each week and even attract more guests. Thank you so much for your help in that matter. Now, let's get ready for a thought-provoking episode. Joining us today is Chuck Black, a former F-16 fighter pilot, an engineer, and an accomplished author of numerous novels. But that's not all. Chuck and his wife, Andrea, are veteran home educators of more than 24 years. Chuck's diverse experiences have uniquely equipped him to tackle the challenge of teaching discernment to teenagers in today's world. His passion for inspiring people to follow the Lord and equipping parents, pastors, and youth leaders aligns perfectly with our mission here at Homeschooling Families. In this episode, we'll explore why teaching discernment is crucial for our teens, the various ways they encounter deception, and the practical tools and strategies we can use as parents to equip them. Chuck's insights and experiences will leave you better prepared to guide your teens in this challenging journey. So stay tuned. Go ahead and subscribe to the Homeschooling Families podcast and get ready to gain valuable wisdom on teaching discernment from our esteemed guest, Chuck Black. And remember, you can always connect with us on our website and social media to stay updated on all our upcoming episodes. So now, without further ado, let's dive into this enlightening conversation with Chuck Black. I am so excited to welcome Chuck Black back to the program today. Chuck has been with us on several occasions on the podcast, but he's also spoken with us at Teach Them Diligently for years and just become a treasured friend. He and Andrea treasured, treasured friends to our family and has had a great impact on us. So Chuck, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here.
0: Thank you, Leslie. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And I just so appreciate the work that you and David do for the homeschooling families across the country. So grateful.
1: Well, it is, it is a privilege and we're, we're thankful to be able to partner with couples like you and Andrea and others who are out there serving in the way that God has equipped you and called you to do as well. And kind of with that said, can you tell the, the families who may not know you yet, you know, who is Chuck Black? What has God allowed you to do so that we kind of get a baseline of who you are before we dive in? I want to really talk about discernment today. I know you talk about that a lot at our event. So I want to pick your brain on some of that stuff in just a minute.
0: Yeah, certainly. No, thanks for the opportunity to do that. I'm uh, not sure where to start with that. That's a, that's a long question. Okay. <laughs> or, it's a short question with a long answer. So a- Andrea and I are, are uh, homeschooling veterans now. We, we homeschooled our six children for 24 years. But it, it, what really inspired me to get fully engaged as a father and as a spiritual leader in our home, was uh, family devotions with our children. And uh, it, our family devotions, I felt, were just getting a little bit blasé-faire. I, I felt like the kids just really weren't engaged. And so I sat down and and uh, prayed for the Lord to give me some sort of way to just fully engage the kids. And so I, I got up in the middle of the night and started writing a story, which I'd never was never on my radar to do. And that story turned into a book, which got picked up by a publisher, which turned into now 21 books. And so... But really, it's my passion. My passion really, even though I really love writing, my passion isn't writing. My passion is actually teaching and discipling young people to prepare them for this world and uh, and the the potential pitfalls and lies that the enemy is is uh, weaving out there to steal the hearts and minds away from Christ. And so, I'm extremely passionate about that. And I think that the topic tonight or, or today, spiritual discernment, is certainly the forefront of my passion for, for young people. I'm also, just I guess a little bit more, I was a, an Air Force veteran. I, I've left 16s for a number of years for the Air Force. I was also a combat a tactical communicator a officer, leading teams of, of guys and gals throughout the world to set up air based communications while I was in the Air Force. I also am now the the general manager for a, a chemical injection automation company in the oil and gas industry. So I had a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire but my my true passion really comes back to what we're doing right here, Leslie, and that is I'm trying to offer parents some tools to equip their kids uh, for their launch into the world. And boy, more than ever than before, yeah, we need to prepare our kids. So.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the tools that you gave, I mean, I can speak for our family in particular, through your books, through your stories were tremendous discipleship tools. They were tremendous conversation starters for us and for so many that I know. And so I'm so grateful for you following through these doors that God opens. And I love anytime that I hear how God uses a simple step of obedience, and so often within your own family, and he turns that into something so much bigger because his ways are so much bigger and greater than ours. So I appreciate your work. And I'm I'm very excited to... To be able to know you and see how God continues to use you in that way.
0: Well, thank you for that, Leslie. I'm always very humbled that the Lord would allow me to be part of of his of his labor, you know, of his work. And I'm just always stunned by <laughs> how he uses truly the least of the least to, to accomplish things. But that's because then he gets the glory, right? So uh, in and of myself, I'm I'm just not much, but through Christ and just like you say, simple obedience. That's what I really encourage young people. It's just step out and and faith and obedience and just hang on because God's going to take you for an adventure.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, He is. Well, let's go on and start talking about discernment because, like you noted before, it is so important that our we are teaching our kids discernment. That as adults we are discerning. You know, start us out by just what what do you mean by spiritual discernment? I, I think that even that kind of a concept. Sometimes we leap over defining our terms, and I want to make sure that everyone knows exactly what we're talking about before we actually start talking about how to do it.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great place to start. I Appreciate that. And first of all, I, I I think it'd probably be good for your audience to know that I'm 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 a fairly quiet fellow. I'm not a very charismatic guy. I don't spiritualize everything. You know, I'm not. That's just not typically who I am. But my background in the military really awakened my my spirit to the reality of spiritual warfare, especially for the family. And I really look uh, through the, through the lens of of a military battle that, that's happening. And so, where I, I, I caution people to get too carried away with you know spiritualizing everything, but also more often than not, we get ourselves entangled in a, a battle and don't pause and realize that we're not fighting flesh and blood, but we really are fighting a spiritual warfare, a, a spiritual battle at that moment. And, um, and I'm just as guilty as anybody. I'll be in the thick of, of things of turmoil and chaos and and really relational conflict. And all of a sudden, it, it's like the Lord just whispers, Chuck, take a minute, back up and realize that this is not a battle against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. So let's bring spiritual weapons um, you know, to bear. And so spiritual discernment, from my perspective, is, is just a keen understanding that oftentimes in our lives, in the world that we live in, we are living on the front line of, of the age old epic battle between good and evil, between God Almighty and, and Satan, the arch, the arch enemy of, of Christ. And so uh, as, as believers in Christ, then we are ambassadors and we actually are soldiers in this battle. And, and we have to be careful that we can recognize when that battle is around us and not for, only for us, but for those that we love. And so that's what I would say is spiritual discernment, is, is understanding that there are messages everywhere, there are messages being broadcast by the enemy, and that, that this, the first step in spiritual discernment is to understand those messages, whether they're in the form of music or movies or books or any sort of entertainment, we need to recognize them for what they are, and that's the first step in in realizing that we're in battle and that we need to put on our spiritual discernment radar.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And our enemy is so deceptive and so sly. And he works so much in the grays where, you know, there's a little smidgen of truth and a whole lot of, of error. And and so it really is so critical that we are teaching our, our teens our, our, and preparing ourselves to discern between those two things. But what have you seen as some of the the real foundational issues that are reasons why we need to be sure that we are investing the time to help our teenagers gain this type of discernment? After a short break, we'll be right back to talk even more about this.
0: Yes, a great point. So, I like I like to share a story actually about World War II. On December seventh, ni- nineteen forty-one, there was a Lieutenant Kermit Tyler who was assigned to be the supervisor in charge of a of a station up on up on a hill in, in Hawaii, and it was a radar station, one of the first ones. and And the operator called uh, Lieutenant Tyler in and says, "Hey, sir, we've got." Got some return images here. We're not sure what they are. They could be birds. They could be planes. It could be anything. And uh, Lieutenant Tyler looked at him and he says, oh, "Don't worry about it." And he walked off, not realizing that that was that was the Japanese, you know, coming to attack. And and as a result of that one single decision, thousands of men and women lost their lives that day, and and it launched us into a, you know World War. So how, that, what's interesting about that story, though, um, you can imagine how. Uh, Lieutenant Tyler must have felt, realizing that he had missed the warning, um, not being discerning of, of what that meant. And so the Army, the Army Air Corps investigated that incident uh, twice, actually. And in both of those investigations, they determined that Lieutenant Tyler was not at fault. And the reason he wasn't at fault is because his cumulative training as supervisor of that facility was about three hours, two weeks earlier. And that was it. So the fault was was in the training, the lack of training. And that that's really my message to parents out there. If you if your kids are launching outside of your home and you haven't trained them properly, it you really can't expect it, you know, any better of an outcome than them collapsing and falling to the lies of the enemy. So I really encourage parents to just take this to heart. And and spiritual discernment, you know, some people can come by it naturally, but honestly, it has to be taught. It has to be purposeful, it has to be diligent. It starts early and it goes all the way through until they're outside your home, and so you just can never let up because the enemy. The whole goal is is for the enemy is to rob the kingdom of a child of God, uh, rob the, the kingdom of a, of a potential you know follower in Christ. So,
1: yeah, and destroy the impact that our kids could could make for the kingdom one day as well. It's, Amen. You know, I've seen so many that were just drawn away by lies and and deceptions and. Their effectiveness is hampered by that, at least for a time. God can God can redeem and use situations, but at least for a time, they are pulled out of the battle because of it, and that's a really dangerous place to put your child, too.
0: It, it really is. And today, it just seems like the lies that are being propagated are greater, more subtle, and and more more evident than you know, more pervasive than than ever before in, in the history. I think I think our, our technology and our media, you know, instant, you know, access to everything makes, although that can be a good tool, it makes the ability for him to reach the, the minds of our children so much easier and so much quicker with his lies. And boy, he's taking advantage of it. And we just have to really be on guard against that. And it's and it starts with the parents. It really starts with parents.
1: Yes, absolutely. And yeah, like you were noting, the amount of information that's coming at our kids Day in and day out is, first of all, overwhelming. I'm sure that there is a battle tactic for just, just flat out overwhelming your enemy with stuff. And I, I say, I feel like that has to be part of his strategy right now. Is there's so much that even for parents who are engaged in the battle, it's hard to keep up with all of the different things that are being thrown at our kids.
0: Absolutely, it, it is a bombardment, and and it's uh, it's kind of like sensory overload. And I would I would maybe back up just a second and say that. One of the first steps for parents is is kind of like what I alluded to earlier is is first recognizing the plots of the enemy. When I was flying S 16s uh, I was in a an air to air dogfight training scenario, and it, it, it's a very intense. It lasts about a minute and a half to two minutes. Those those dogfights, and so you know, I'm pulling nine G's, and I'm I'm trying to keep awake. You know, trying not to go loss loss of consciousness because of the G forces, and and. And I, I, I died that day in the a, a simulation and my instructor pilot watch was watching my tape. And he said, Chuck, he said, you paused the tape at a moment. He said, no, I can tell that you lost sight of me right here. I said, well, yeah. How did you know that? He said, well, because if you look at your G meter, you're pulling nine Gs. He goes nine, eight, eight, seven, six, five. And then pretty soon it was Fox two. You're dead. He said, your G meter is an indicator of how willing you are to fight. And he said, I could tell that you lost sight of me because your G meter was dropping off. He said, we have a, saying in the fighter pilot community, it goes like this. He says, lose sight, lose fight. If you ever lose sight of the enemy, you will die. And I, and I, I never forgot that as a fighter pilot. And then as I you know, engaged in my role as spiritual leader in my home for my children, I realized, wow, how true that is. And how many families are losing the fight spiritually because they do not, they've lost sight of the enemy. And they, 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 they've lost sight of his tactics. They've lost sight of um, through technology and, and media. And bombardment of messages that aren't being filtered, man, you can lose sight of the enemy so quickly, and his fiery darts will just come right in and and, and steal the heart of a child. So, uh, be aware.
1: Wow, yeah, and that's so that that's so concise too. Lose sight, lose fight. That that'll be something that stays with me for a very long time because it is true that when we when we disregard or we take for granted or we don't appreciate the power that is coming against us, the the deceptions and the tricks and the, the arsenal of the enemy, we are much more likely to fall prey to everything that he has in store. And so just great, great words. How can parents or what are some tools and strategies that parents can use to really help instill and teach this discernment to our kids?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great question. The first thing, I think, is, is to talk about it, right? Um, help them understand, feed them the scriptures that talk about, you know, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, and obviously this has to be age-appropriate, right? You want to do this at an, at an, uh, progressively with the maturity of the child. But so that's the first step, is to talk about it from a spiritual perspective, from a biblical perspective, and about how the Lord Jesus Christ and all the disciples actually give credence to the reality that this is actually happening. That the, that the devil is as a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour, walking around and he's just looking for people that are weak in the faith and, and not protected. So I think that's the very first step. The second step in a more practical way for the world that we interface today with is to help your children start analyzing the messages in, in filtering through that bombardment and analyze the messages um, from honestly from children's books to uh, movies to songs. We, <laughs> so. Uh, I'll tell you a little story to kind of exemplify this a little bit. Um, My daughter, when she was 13 years old, was just really anticipating the release of a movie that she wanted to see. And she just was so excited because it was uh, something she had been looking forward to for for a couple of years. And the movie finally came out. And I was a little bit, you know, I was careful about it. I'd done my research. And so we all went to see it as a family. And and it was, for the most part, it was just very entertaining, delightful. But, you know, there were a couple of subtle messages in there. And so I, 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 I sat them down afterwards and I said, Now, listen, guys great movie. These are the good things about it. But let's let's take a look at the subtle messages that are there. And so we analyzed those messages from a spiritual perspective. And I shared with them how you can't just swallow this as entertainment and joy, because if you don't have that filter of discernment, then it's going to become part of you. Right. And so I kind of analyzed it and helped them see where it fell apart. And uh, my my poor little girl, she looked at me after it was over and she said, oh, dad, you just ruined everything. <laughs> and I felt a little bad about that. But I said, you know, sweetheart, I would, be, I would be remiss in my duties as your father if I didn't help you see the, the, the good messages and the bad messages. So you, I'm trying to teach you how to be discerning so that you're not fooled, so that you're not deceived by the enemy. And you need to understand something that the enemy, Satan, the whole purpose of a lie, the whole purpose of the lie is to hurt you. No other reason. He wants to hurt people. And he does it through lies. And so when you can understand and recognize a lie, it can't hurt you anymore. And so that's what I'm trying to do for you. And so uh, I think just real purposeful conversations and start dissecting the entertainment that they're feeding on and helps them to see the messages. The more messages that you help them see, the more they're going to see on their own and the less they will be inclined to believe a lie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are ultimately teaching them to think biblically we want to give them a the foundation to stand on to run everything through a filter of scripture and we're able to to engage with them through conversations through like you were noting going through the good and the bad of things that we see and yeah we we had these same experience where you know the kids kind of roll their eyes and you know blow their bangs back as as they're kind of hoof but now that they're grown we're seeing them do it on their own yeah. And so that sticking in that battle, actually having those conversations really pays off because again, we are teaching them to think biblically. We are modeling for them what it looks like to think biblically and to run everything through the filter of scripture, and that is that is a tool that we're giving them for their own arsenal as they go out and stand on their own and start their own families and so on. So it's so important to have those conversations with them in real time when it's very relevant to exactly what they've seen or done.
0: Absolutely. That, that's, that's perfect, Leslie. And, you know, I don't know, most people don't realize that most World War II aces and Vietnam aces were made aces. They weren't in these, you know, epic dogfight battles that you always see, you know, popularized. They were actually, they came in from the clouds from above, behind, you know, caref- you know just carefully cautiously just lined up and then shot them. Most of the people that they shot, they never, never saw what was coming. And that, that's the thing about um about our enemy. Our enemy, his easiest his easiest victims are the ones that are not where the parents haven't had those conversations. They haven't prepared them. They're they're the the uninformed. They're they're the foolhardy, as as Proverbs calls them, because they just aren't being spiritually aware. You know, there's another aspect of spiritual discernment that I think is probably pertinent to discuss too, and that is that you can help and teach your child spiritual discernment, which I absolutely biblically, there's every Premise that it can be taught, learned, and acquired, right? And you can do that well, but for those parents that have done that well and it still hasn't turned out, you need to know that spiritual doesn't spiritual discernment doesn't automatically equate to wise decision making, <laughs> <Right. laughs> because our, our 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 fleshy self still wants to kind of take control from time to time. So sometimes people, even with the, the, the proper discernment, will still choose the wrong path. And so this this isn't to have parents be feeling guilty at all. This is just, just a, 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 hopefully a conversation and giving some tools to help them be ready and be prepared to do their utmost. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to, you know, that child and, and the Lord and, and that relationship and and their willingness to submit. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they are going to make their own decisions. It's our job to make sure that they're well equipped to make the right ones. And Amen. then we take them before the throne of grace and pray that God will give them the wisdom and the grace and that he will the the holy spirit will be working in their lives in such a way that will make them desire those good things but yes i it was an excellent point we we cannot save our children we cannot protect them from their own carnality but we we serve a god who who loves them deeply and who is at work in their lives. And that is, that is a joy to every parent who is seeking God's face for their children.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Spot on.
1: I wanted to transition just a little bit because you mentioned earlier about the fact that as a dad, you – Really felt the need to get more involved in both the family devotions and the discipleship and so on. I want you to speak to dads for just a second and, and encourage what are some ways that dads working out, you know, they're, they're out doing their thing, which is, is what, you know, God has for them. How can they still make sure that they are involved in the discipleship? What are some practical ways that you got involved and that, you know, you would encourage other dads to, to be involved and engaged in this these discipleship opportunities?
0: Oh, thank you for asking that question, Les. I'm so, I'm so glad you went this direction. Honestly, Dad, the Lord has given you the authority and the responsibility to lead your family spiritually. And, and to be honest with you, so I was the last of seven. My dad was an amazing dad, but he, he, he wasn't necessarily the spiritual leader, you know? He, we didn't have family devotions and things like that. So um, he was very relational, so I learned a lot from him in that regard. But when I was uh, when I entered into marriage and then into being a father, I I, I don't think I was really spiritually prepared. So uh, jumping into that role was a little daunting, to be honest with you. And I've talked to thousands and thousands of men across the country who have had those same feelings. And so I just want to encourage you, first and foremost, that there is nothing that you will do that will be more important and more rewarding than stepping into that that role of being a spiritual leader in your home. Everything rises and falls on leadership and your leadership in this regard will make the, the a destiny difference for for thousands, literally. Um for your starting with your children. And so I just want to encourage you to do that, even if it's not comfortable and it wasn't comfortable for me. You know, for some reason the Lord just inspired my in my heart to I think it was Malachi four six, where I will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I smite the earth with a curse. And and for some reason I just realized that I needed to start having Regular family devotions with my children. So that's that's the very first practical step, guys, and, and dads. I know that sometimes that's not easy. I had so many dads that said, "I don't know how to start that," and so I know it's not comfortable. But I just encourage you to get uncomfortable and and just do it. And and there's a number of different. So I I think probably the best resource I can offer to you. I, I offer a a small thin book that I that I wrote called "Call to Arms: The Guts and Glory of Courageous Fatherhood," and in that. I give you practical ways to start having devotions and and how to have devotions in a way that will be meaningful to your children, be purposeful and won't be boring. And then, of course, I can I can always offer the books that that you mentioned, Leslie, the Kingdom Series, the Knights of Eretz. I have discussion questions in the back for that purpose. They're allegorical, so you have you have short, exact, engaging stories that that tie, tie you right back into scripture with lots of scripture references. So, so there's that. The other thing too, Dad, I would just encourage you to. I, when I woke up in the morning, I disciplined myself to start with a prayer to the Lord that went something like, Lord, you've given me these six children to raise and disciple and, and train and equip for you. Teach me, tell me what I'm supposed to teach them today about you. And I would just start praying that prayer so that the Holy Spirit would start leading me in and helping me search for something throughout the day so that I could teach them exactly what the Lord wanted them to learn. And you know those are prayers that God is eager to answer. He, believe you and me, He wants you to teach your children about Him. And if you pray that prayer with all earnest and honesty, He will He will give you answers, and He will help you become that spiritual leader in your home. There, the only thing that's standing between you and the jaws of the enemy, or between your children and the jaws of the enemy, is you and your willingness to bring the 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 arsenal of the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel of truth. Between them, and so uh, I just encourage you to, to understand and grab hold of the of the reality of that, and 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 if you don't have a passion for it, pray for passion. And there's so many times, guys, that I have said, "Lord, I'm passionate, but help thou my apathy because I just don't feel it right now." And I've had to, to to beg God for to give me passion for Him so that I can pick it up one more day and go teach my children about Him. So,
1: yeah, that's that is such good encouragement and. And actually, I have a follow-up question for you, because this is because of the the position that God has given me. This is something that I deal with a lot from the girl side. But I want to ask you, as as a a man who has dealt with a lot of men, encouraged a lot of men to take that spiritual leadership in their home, what can us girls, us wives do to really help that and not be a hindrance to our husbands stepping up and, and taking that role that God has given them?
0: Wow. That's a great question. So, you know, there are so many different situations out there and I'm sensitive to, to all of them. Quite honestly, Andrea at, at the beginning saw the spiritual need for our children before I did. And she kind of stepped into that role as being the spiritual leader. And I let it happen because it was easier for me. Right. And so I, um know, it wasn't until God moved in my life and brought a man into my life to disciple me to realize that I needed to step up and step in. So when, when I, Went to Andrea, and our, we had, uh, let's see, three children at the time. And I went to Andrea, and I said, Honey, first of all, I need to apologize to you, and I need to ask your forgiveness, because I've I've neglected my duty to be the spiritual leader in this home. But I want you to know I'm ready to take it on now, and, and I would really appreciate your support in that role. And I guess probably the best way to answer that question, Leslie, is to offer to you what Andrea did for me. She just looked at me, rather than fight me for it, she just looked at me and and just... Smiled and said, "I am so ready for you to take that, honey, and so please do so." And so then she just stepped into a role of real support, you know. And she probably saw me flounder from time to time, but she didn't. She didn't, you know, try to correct or anything like that. She just supported me and she prayed for me and she encouraged me. And and I think for for wives out there listening, I would I would encourage you to do the same. Now, I will also tell you this too. You know, there there are some situations where the man is unable to. Maybe lead devotions or or step into that role as powerfully as maybe you wives might want him to. I, I will tell you that the need for your children to hear a parent teach them about God through the Bible overcomes just a need to to let your husband completely do it if he's not willing to or unable to. So if if a husband isn't unable is unable or unwilling. Then, then wives, I encourage you to do what my mom did. And she sat down with me in the mornings and had devotions. And that will stay with them for the rest of their lives. It's the, the the power of God's word can still come in and bless your children through that obedience. But, but do it with a spirit of humility. Do it with a spirit of, of honoring and respecting your husband and be ready when he's ready to step in to help him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know from so many conversations that I have had Many of us are very, very eager to have our husbands step into that. And I say us, I have been very blessed. David has been amazing as a discipler and a leader of our home. But I want to to echo what Chuck said. If you are trying to encourage your spouse to step up more, if you're seeing him start to do that, make sure that you're encouraging, that you're building him up, that you're making sure that he believes that he can, that you believe he can do it. You know, as wives, we are supposed to respect and honor and build up our spouses. That is so important to them being able to function the way that we know that they can and we want to see them do. And so this is a great exercise in us recognizing the true power and the strength that we have of supporting and encouraging and being Right there to to cheer our spouses on as they are taking on that mantle and and doing the leadership that God has called them to. So I appreciate your you're going down that little bit of a I guess a rabbit trail, a little bit off of ta- teaching discernment, but I thought it was so important since I had you with us to really engage with those roles a little bit and to encourage guys and and our their spouses to really to approach this prayerfully and to allow God to raise up those leaders.
0: Amen. Yep. And it, and since it starts with mom and dad, uh, it certainly can tie right into spiritual discernment. So it comes from you, mom and dad. And, and my, my prayers are for you. My heart is with you. And, and certainly the Lord's is because you, you, I know that he wants that for you and your family as well.
1: Well, Chuck, we are out of time now, but I want you to tell everyone where they can connect with you, where they can find your books and your resources. Uh, then we'll be sure that we link everything in the show notes as well.
0: Thank you, Leslie, and thank you so much for a chance to talk with your families here. I really appreciate it. The probably the best place is my website. That's www.chuckblack.com. But I am on Facebook and Instagram, and we would we would love to have you follow me. And uh, I I, I keep my invasion of your of your technological space very very minimal because uh, I, I just don't like that myself. But uh, you can sign up for our once a quarter newsletter uh, on my on my website. Please go there. And we have all kinds of books for all ages of, of kids and, and adults in your family. We have fully dramatized audio books, um, anything to encourage and help families in, in regard to particularly spiritual warfare. And I use the allegory because it's a little softer introduction to spiritual warfare. So that's kind of my handball. And I'm so grateful to be able to share that with you.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today, Chuck. It has been a joy as it always is.
0: Thank you, Leslie. Likewise, God bless you.
1: To everyone else out there, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. I hope that this has been a challenge to you, that you recognize the importance of your role in your children's life, teaching them to think biblically, to have discernment in a world that is so chaotic and wicked. I will give a shameless plug for Chuck's books. They were incredibly impactful for our kids as they were growing up. In fact, my boys, actually all four of my kids, went to bed listening to the audiobooks for years, so much so that we could all, you know, recite them because we listened to them in the car and in the house. And while they went to bed, they are phenomenal stories that... The the first time we went through, the kids were all telling me what stories they, uh, they connected to. So the allegory was clear enough that my kids were picking them out. But as they got older and more mature, and now that they're young adults, they refer back to them a lot because the lessons that they taught them as children are so foundational to the lives that they're living as adults. And so these are great tools that I cannot encourage you strongly enough to introduce your children to, enjoy them yourselves, I'm telling you, David and I would listen to them any day of the week. They are fantastic. So go check out ChuckBlack.com. You will be glad that you did. And have a great rest of your day. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network that got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more.